same, O oh God, as we hear your word. May it not be of the letter, but of the Holy Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. May my preaching not be with excellency of speech of man's wisdom, but may it be in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and with power, so that our wisdom and our faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In Mashiach, Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of Mashiach. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. And we tell the Lord that he is good. Today I want to share with us something important. Everything in the word of God is important. Amen. We finished hearing about, what did we finish hearing about? What did we hear about ways to develop yourself. Amen? And we only found out about one of the ways. But later on, we will go into the different ways to develop ourselves. Amen? The most important way to develop ourselves is to develop you. Amen? Now, let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 15. Let's use ESV. We are going to start from verse 1 to 16. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So the ones that bear fruit, he prunes, and pruning is like a cutting it's not exciting. It's not nice. But it removes the rough edges, the impurities. Hallelujah. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes 
that it might bear much fruit. Because when you have impurities and you cut off the impurities, then it opens up to be able to produce more. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. So this makes us know that once we read the word of God, it cleans us. The word of God cleans us. We are clean by the word. So anytime you and I read the word of God, we are cleaned. Wow. Isn't that a blessing? So anytime, so we are being cleaned now as we hear the word. And anytime you and I read the Bible, we are being cleaned. Next. Abide in me and I in you. So Jesus is saying, abide in me. So this is in reference to only Jesus Christ. No one else can have this honor of people abiding in. So Jesus said, abide in me, Mashiach, and I, Jesus, in you. As the branch, which is all Christians, cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. And there's one vine. Hallelujah. Neither can you, can you go back to the verse before? You're doing good. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And that word abide is to remain. So Jesus is saying, remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. And it's very important. When Jesus is speaking, it's only Jesus who deserves that honor. So we can't take that honor to ourselves. Hallelujah. Because this is Jesus specifically. Amen? So it means that we must remain in Jesus. Very important. Continue. I'm surprised you have something there. If you just stay so that we can continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. Doing good? Are we in on the next verse? Verse 5, please. I am the vine. You are the branches. So you and I are branches of the vine. And the vine is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, I, Jesus, am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides or remains, that word abide is remain. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, ye can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, together, th gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. So if, please go back, thank you. So we have to abide or remain in Christ. Any branch, which is you and I, which is not able to remain in Christ, the vine, will wither. So if we as Christians don't remain meaning that we are planted in Christ, we remain in him, we fellowship with him, we are in his word. If we don't remain in him, we will wither. So that word wither is for those who do not remain in the vine. And the vine is Jesus. Very, very important. So if you and I want to remain in Christ, then we must take it, make it a point to remain in him. Otherwise, we will wither. And there are many Christians who wither without even knowing it. Because you wither when you don't remain in Christ. When you are not in his word. What does it mean to remain in Christ? To remain in Christ means to, to continue 
and to remain as a committed Christian, it is not the same as the word. Because Jesus, next verse will explain it. Let's go to the next verse. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, so we are in Christ, we fellowship with him, we are with him, we have a connection. There's, there's a difference between just reading the Bible, just to read it, and Jesus speaking to you and you connecting with our Lord, having a relationship with him, a deep, personal, intimate relationship with him, a one-on-one -on -one relationship with him, not the, 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 uh, uh, the relationship with him so far as my pastor is concerned. I had some people like that who were serving God and were very active so far as I was around. Uh, uh, this was many years. I'm not talking about last year. This was ten, seven, eight years ago. And it didn't help them because we, we can't be sustained by a pastor. We cannot be sustained by a pastor. We need to know Christ for ourselves. Just like the sons of Sceva, seven sons, they didn't know Christ. So they, cast, they, they saw Peter and, uh, I mean, they heard Peter and uh, uh, Paul, the head of the great works, casting out devils. They would just cast out the devils with their word. So they said, let's do this also. Now they saw a demon-possessed man, and they said, we cast you out, not in the name of Jesus we know, but in the name of Jesus Christ, of whom Paul preaches. Then the demon turned and looked at them and said, I know Jesus, I know Paul, I know Peter, but who are you? And that one man that the demon was in was able to, able to overpower the seven sons of Sceva, whip them, beat them till they were bleeding. Yeah. Hey. Because they did not know Christ and were just using Christ just for using sake. No. But you and I must abide in Christ and his words must abide in us. Now, Jesus did not make any empty promises. Whatever Jesus said is final. Now, Jesus is saying that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, not whatever you need, not whatever is necessary, not whatever is spiritual. Whatever you need. Because when you abide in him and his words abide in you, you don't ask for wrong things. So far as you and I remain in him, we are planted in him. We are established in Christ, established in his church. We are not just, so not just a church goer, not just a church worker. Because there are many church workers who are not abiding. But we are talking about being in Christ, fellowshipping with him, having the relationship with him, which also includes the word, which also includes being connected to him, remaining as a Christian in Jesus Christ. I don't know if you get you can put your hands together for the Lord. And his words remain in us. Now, what does it mean for his words to remain in us? It means his words are in us. We read his word over and over again, and we can remember his word. His, his word is in us and cannot go away because we remember his word. His word is in our minds and in our hearts. Don't turn to it yet, otherwise you get lost. Romans 10, 8 uh, seven eight eight says, "What saith thee? Thy word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So the word of God must be near you and I, in our mouths and in our hearts. That is 
the word of faith which we preach. Then it continues that if that's our confess the, the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go back. Amen. So, wow, let's put our hands together for her. She went back quickly. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you wish. What is your wish? What is your desire? What is it? Is it $10 million? Is that your desire? But of course, if you remain in him and his words remain in you, you, then, the, the, you will not ask $10 million to brag around. You ask $10 million to enjoy, well, first to help the gospel and then to enjoy a good quality life. God doesn't disapprove of that. Otherwise, Joseph of Arimathea would not have been there. God would not have made Abraham very rich. So God wants us to have a good quality life. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was rich, but became poor so that through his poverty, we will become rich. So what do you wish for? Now, this is a promise by Jesus Christ. He is truth. Jesus Christ never makes a promise just, I mean, no, 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 I, I'll do this for you. And he's joking. No. What? He's truth. He's God. He's immutable. He cannot lie. Whatever he says is final. This word is more final than a billion years from now. So, so long, so, 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 so if you look at this, let's see how many times you or we are in it. Uh, verse 7. If you, one, abide in me, Jesus is one. And my words, Jesus is two, abide in you, two. You ask what you, three, wish, and it shall be done unto you. So Jesus, the, the honest for answered prayer or the person who needs to act on something to get answered prayer is who? You. And the you is you and I. So remember, remain in him. His words remain in us. His words cannot remain in us if we don't read a word. It, it will not even be in us to remain if we don't hear his word or read his word. Next verse. By this, so by what? By this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So we are going to find out what that word fruit means. Hallelujah. As the Father, so, so, so the fruit proves that we are disciples of Christ. Did you get that? And uh, the, the Christians, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. So a disciple is a Christian or a Christian is a disciple. So it means that, uh, verse 8 again, sorry. We, we prove to be true, genuine Christians if we bear much fruit. Verse 8. Uh, sorry, next verse. Thank you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. So remain in my love. So know that I love you. The, uh, the love of Christ is so great. Remain in my love. Meaning that don't forsake my love. Don't go outside my love. Don't go outside the love of Christ. Remember that God loves us. Remember the love of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 16. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. According to the riches of his glory, he 
may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Continue. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth. Continue. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So the love of Christ, the love of Christ. So remain in my love. Know my love. Know the extent of my love. Know the love of Christ. The love of God is so great that it cost him his son willingly. Jesus loved us so much that he willingly, willing sacrifice. He willingly went to the slaughter. And as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Continue. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So when we keep his commandments, we abide in his love. Just like the Father Kept, he kept his father's commandment and abided in his love. And Jesus gave us the commandment, love God, love your neighbor. Next verse. Because love works no ill to his neighbor. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So you understand. Abide in my commandment then it will show that you are abiding in me and in my love. Now, what is my commandment? That, verse 12, sorry. That, you're doing good. This is my commandment. So, uh, uh, the, the verse that, you remember that Jesus said, if you abide, if, if, you, you, if you keep my commandments, you are abiding in my love. If you keep my commandments, verse 10, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. Then the verse, yes, continue. Then, then it explains, this is my commandment in verse 12, that you love one another as I have loved you. Did you get that? Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You can't find such love. Greater love has no one than this. You can't find that kind of love. That someone will lay down his life for his friends. That's the kind of love that God has. Next verse. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So we become friends of Jesus Christ if we love one another. Glory. Now, this is significant because uh, pause here, Romans 15, 15. Uh, sorry, John 15, 15. Pause here, remember. Go to Romans 13, 8. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. King James for this, and then you switch back to ESV. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Why? Continue. Uh, Romans 
13, 9. Romans 13, verse 9. Romans 13, verse 9. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Next verse. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. That's why Jesus said clearly that my commandment is to love one another. Look at John Yeah, I think we've read that already. Uh, John 13. What does John 13, 34 say? Yeah, John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Next verse. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So the proof of discipleship, like we talked about last week, was, it's love, nothing else. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what anyone says. The Bible is what counts. And the Bible says that true discipleship is based on loving each other. The Bible way. 1 Corinthians 13. Hallelujah. What do you think? And uh, 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 1 John chapter 3. Now, let's go back to our verse. John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants. Why? For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known unto you or to you. Next verse. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain or abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Look at this in NLT. It's just verse 16 we're looking for. NLT for this. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit. That will last. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. So there are two important things about fruit bearing. Now, fruit bearing is also linked to the commandment. Now, the conditions, number one, or the benefit or the result of the fruit bearing, one is Proof of discipleship. Number two, whatever we ask, we get. Oh, glory. I said, whatever we ask, we get. Don't you want a situation where, oh, is that a problem going on in your life? Don't worry, it's done. I, he's promised me that anything I ask him, he'll do it for me. Because I fulfilled this verse. Don't worry, settled. I'll go to the room and I'll pray. When I come back, I'll let you know, done. Oh, come on. I think we all want that. Yeah. So, fruit. What are the fruits we are talking about? What kind of fruit is needed for these things 
to occur. Let's go to, now, what does it mean? The bearing fruit, there are two, I always say that there are two, fruit, two types of fruit we bear. Inward fruits and outward fruits. Outward fruits of service to God. Outward fruits of, 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 of souls. Outward fruits of anything you do in church. Bearing fruit. And your fruit should remain. Meaning that your fruit should last. And then there are inward fruits. I want to share with us about the inward fruits. Hallelujah. Because the outward fruits are there, but the inward fruits are the ones who which can remain. Your love should remain. It shouldn't go dry. Your faith should remain. It shouldn't go dry. Your joy should remain. It shouldn't go dry. Am I preaching to somebody here? Galatians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 20. ESV continued. Or let, let's use NLT and then we'll go to ESV. Hallelujah. I'll just start. I, I'll not be able to get anywhere today, but we'll continue later. Uh, let's start from 18, wherever it starts from. <clears throat> but when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are no longer subject to the law. That's an interesting one because you are in Christ. If you are in Christ, the law has ended. Christ is the end of the law. When you are in Christ Jesus, there is no law. But you can only, when you are in Christ, you'll be led by the Spirit of God. And therefore, you will not be subject to the law. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, which is on the rise these days. Hostility. Ooh, hostility. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought hostility, uh, I thought when I'm being hostile to people, it is a good thing because it's, it's defending some cause or defending whatever. So I thought it was a good thing. Wow, I'm shocked. Yes, hostility is part of the works of the flesh. So it means that when we are hostile to people, it's bad. Even Jesus, after whipping the people from the temple, he loved them and actually went to die for them. Get out! Get out! Very angry. My house, is it not written? My house shall be called for, of all nations, a house of prayer for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. He was angry. But interesting, hostility. Now, let me go to... This is Galatians 5.20. Let's check something important here. Hostility, you see hostility and quarreling. Noun, rivalry. It means rivalry. Self-seeking, a feud, a faction. The seeking of followers. But the main thing is rivalry, seeking, self-seeking, a feud, faction, seeking of followers. So hostility and quarreling. Quarreling. How many of us fall guilty, are guilty of 
hostility. Uh, yeah, this person, I'm going to avoid them. When I see them, I'll, not, I'll, I'll run away or I'll, I can't be in the same room with you. It's amazing. There are some people who are afraid or not afraid, but they cannot be in the same room with you because they hate you so much. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking in general. Having you heard of things like that? Someone hates you so much, dislikes you so much, a Christian, that they can't be in the same room with you. Or they are so hostile that, no, we, we cannot talk to you. No, we can't talk to this person. Or I'm quarreling with this person. I'm not going to give up the quarrel until the person apologizes. The Bible says, so long as it lies with you, live peaceably with all men. So live in peace. But, you see, live in peace doesn't mean if someone steals your money or takes your beloved today. Then you say, okay, I forgive. Then twice they've taken your beloved. Or you've stolen. The third time, the same person. The fourth time, fifth time. You, yes, you can forgive the person. You have to forgive the person. But forgiving doesn't mean that you, 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 you separate, you, you, you stay, you take your, your beloved is far from that person in the forgiveness. So forgiveness doesn't mean be stupid. <laughs> Very important. Because that will be stupidity. Also, the person might have a weakness stealing your money. The next time you put the money, they're stealing your money. The next time you put the money, they're stealing your money. At the point, you have to say, no, I've forgiven the person. I love you as a bosom brother or sister, but I have to hide my money from you. That is still forgiveness. So we must live peaceably with all men. But to quarrel. How many quarrel? How many watching quarrel a lot? How many are hostile? Those here and those watching. How many are hostile? This is a work of the flesh. Let's go back. Hallelujah. And maybe even at work, school, church, different places. Oh, I've had to separate fights in church. Please go back to Galatians 5. Yeah, I've had to. There was a time, I'll give you, there are so many of them. Let me give you two. There was a time, there was a woman, a lady, two ladies. There was a quarrel with her boyfriend, something about boyfriend, beloved, fighting. You, you talk to my guy, you did. Complex. <coughs> there was almost a fist fight in church. Then they were about to use bomb a curse word, and I, I drove them out myself. Because you cannot use curse words in the church. There was another one where two guys and their wives. I thought the church would finish after that. Because we're just new. Imagine you're here in the hotel. They say, oh, Christians. Then there was a meeting. And before you realize, boom, the door was opened. Two guys, they're about to face fight. In the hotel. And we're trying, to, we're trying to separate them. Then the wives also took over and also had a, a shouting match. Insults. Of course, they are now good buddies now. This was long ago. Hallelujah. But the key is hostility and quarreling. Then jealousy. 
The only one who has the right to be jealous is God. Because God is a jealous God. He's a consuming fire. God said, I'm a jealous God and my name is Jealous. <laughs> so you can imagine, what is there in my life and your life that we cherish more than God? God is looking for it. Is there something, is there someone, is there something, is there an ambition that we cherish so much that God, we, we are making God jealous? Some people is their beloved, my beloved, or my job, or my school, or my husband, or my wife. Hey, some people, my wife, if my wife is doing, I mean, whatever my husband or my wife sees is final. Forget about God. No. No. I want money so much that God has to wait. The Bible, God is a jealous God. His name is Jealous. Maybe you can find that verse. God said, I'm a jealous God and my name is Jealous because the people were serving other gods and God was angry with them. And God said, you, you have committed spiritual adultery and because of that, I'll divorce you. So God divorced Israel. Is there is the name Jealous? Good. Go to verse 13. Wow. Let's put our hands together for this lady. Good. But ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves. This is the other God. For thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. His name is Jealous. Now, he's a jealous God, so it means that do not have any sacrifices to anything. Do not have any other gods besides me. Now, a God is not always an idol. Even mammon is a God. Let's go. We cannot serve God and mammon. Hallelujah. You cannot serve two masters, Jesus said. Yeah, I've not even started the message on the fruits. You cannot serve two masters. For either you will love the one and cling to, hold on to the other or despise the one and cling to the other. Wow. Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters. So, master, there are two. Let's look at who the two are. Either he will hate the one. So, God takes it that you, you, there is hate and there is love. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is money. So, or riches. God will give you riches. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Money is not evil. The Bible says money answereth all things. But it is the love of money that is the problem. So what the Bible is saying is that, or Jesus is saying is that, the two masters are money and God. Because the whole world is controlled by money. Money is a strong force. So sometimes when God blesses with money, then he tests you to see what you do with that money. Are you going to keep your promise? I've been talking about some things that, even with me, when he blessed me with a certain amount, there are two things. Let's see. Ooh. 
which one are you going to do? Are you going to prove to God that you love God, uh, you serve God more or mammon? <laughs> no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one. But that word hate is you would hate or you would love so much less in comparison to the other that it is like hate. If there is hate here, there is a love here. If your, your, your love is all the way down, it will be in the bracket of hate. It will be in the same category. Do, do you get what I mean? Zero and thousand and ten billion. When you are doing math, you group the zero and the ten thousand together versus a billion. How many are getting what I'm saying? So, you say, so, so either you, you hate one or love one very least or you esteem less one and love the other or be devoted to the one and reject the other in your heart. You cannot serve God and mammon. So it means that God is always watching and the angels too are watching. God might be bragging on some and the angels will say, okay, let's watch and see. Oh, may God brag on me and you and I and let's pass the bragging, the test. But he, 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 they are watching. Okay, money is here, I'm here. Is money going to affect the commitment to me? God, is, God wants us to have money, but when the money comes, is the money going to affect how we relate with him? Is the money going to affect the things we said we'll do with the money? Is the money going to be so desirous of us that we now forget about God and about our relationship with God and about the things God wants us to do and focus on money. So now I'm so busy. I'm going to focus on money. Oh, I've seen this job. I've gotten this job. Why wow, they are giving me so much. I'm going to focus on the job. I'm not going to worry about man, uh, uh, God any longer. Even in your prayer life, you can still be going to coming to church and you've, you, if I, a lot of people who are going to church have already despised God. They've chosen money. Because it is more a condition of the heart. It is more a condition of the heart. And what we do with it. Oh, I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. Let's continue. You cannot save God and mammon. So it means that we, we should be tested. And, and when the test comes, you should, it's easy to, this is the test. Me already, uh, I can see there are a number of tests that are dangling my way. Not test in terms of test in terms of my salary making. Hallelujah. What do you think? It's very wild. Am I preaching to somebody? God wants to see what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do what you said you do? Are you going to do whatever at the time? Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Woo, outbursts of anger. Is there rage? Some people grow, I mean, they, they just burst out. There's a lady who used to get so angry that you take a shoe off and, beat and hit you with it. She, 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 uh, she had rage. She, when you say something that doesn't work, she will blow up. Outbursts of anger. And then I asked her her name, her full name, and I said, your middle name, what does it mean? She said, oh, as led by the spirit. Oh, it's, it was, uh, it's, I'm named after my grandmother. 
How is your grandmother? Hey, she was the most beastly, quarrelsome, argumentative, besting anger woman on earth. If you can use the besting anger woman. She, 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 she will blow up. Then we found a link. Then what did I say? So I sanctified the name. And I told her that the name, you are not living after that your grandmother. You bless God for her, but you are living after Christ. Sanctify the name. Bless the name. Declare that the name is just a family name, but she's not going to live after the grandmother, but after Christ. After that, no matter the insults, no matter what happens, she's like a lamb. Like a lamb. Very quiet. She, she, I mean, anger zero. Well, of course, everyone gets angry, but anger, best outbursts. It ended immediately. Sometimes it's because of that. Sometimes it's just a, 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 a the, the, the tribe I'm, I'm from, my, my tribe, the Ghana tribe, they quarrel a lot, they fight a lot. Hey, one, I'll beat you. All. <laughs> the Ghana tribe. They quarrel a lot. Hallelujah. But guns, we, we can't, we can't, uh, we are more, we are first in the kingdom of Christ. We are first kings and priests unto God. We are in God's kingdom. We are in the family of God before the gun. Selfish ambition. Divisions. Divisions are when you decide to separate people. Or people are separating, no, it's these factions, separated, this group, that group. No, we, we, we are the rich group. No, the poor group, no. Uh, we are the group that dresses well. Uh, uh, fashion show. There are some churches, fashion show. Wow, hey. Fashion, I mean, fashion shows. But fashion show, but No. We will dress well. We will have all the fashion we need in this church. But also, when someone comes with bare clothes, normal clothes, we will also celebrate them. We, we can put your hands together for the Lord. It cannot be, yeah, we will have the nice fashion clothes. And we will embrace the poor person. And make the poor person feel comfortable. And Pray so that God will bless the poor person to also have these clothes, and then it continues. Hallelujah. But the key is not the division. The feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group. Wow. That's not good. Everyone is wrong. It's just your little group that is right. Continue. Envy. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. Booze. When I was in the world, I would booze and I would not know how I got home. I'm telling you. When I was, I was in, I finished high school. I've been doing this till, I, I, I would not know how I got, I would booze. Hot liquor, I would booze, smoke, different things. And I would just appear in the bush on my way home. <clears throat> when I was in university, I would booze and, oh, it's bad. Drunkenness. 
Because we are to be controlled by the Spirit of God, not by alcohol. And be not drunk in wine, with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. Be being filled with the Spirit. Wild parties, <clears throat> orgies, sexual parties. Oh, look, there are parties around. Oh. There was a time when in Wisconsin, we're about to, where we just started a church and we're renting a place. The room, the, 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 the room by the church, I don't know whether it was a witch meeting, <laughs> what kind of meeting it was, but <clears throat> some, there was a candle, something, and one of the people saw naked people doing things. Because... <clears throat> Yeah, orgies. Some, there, are, there are some parties where once you enter the party, once you've been invited, anyone you see there you can have sex with. Multiple orgies. And other kinds of sin. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ooh. So it means that those who are envious, those who are jealous, those who quarrel, those who have a hostility, they are all part of the whoremongers and the wild party people. They've all been lumped into that same group and they will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why you shouldn't judge people. Because as you are judging the whoremonger, they might even make it to heaven before you. I don't mean when I say you, I'm talking about all of us and those watching, including myself. Because <clears throat> when there are many people who are on drugs now, who will be great heroes of faith. There's a lady I knew in Minneapolis. We met her on outreach. She was from Milwaukee and she, she was just walking on the streets, didn't know what to do. And we met her on outreach, we spoke to her. She was on drugs. <clears throat> and she needed to sell her body. No, I can't say needed, but she had to sell, or I can't say had to, because you can, there's always, but she sold her body <laughs> for the drugs. And I was sitting with her in church and she was weeping because no one wants to do that. She was weeping. And I told her that, look, God will bless you. God, 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 God will help you. You, you. you want, you desire strongly to stop these things. And I know it. Look at how you are weeping. I know deep down, but it's difficult for you. But I'm praying for you that God will help you. She continued and went even deeper. Her, her boyfriend, she was living with almost hung himself. We, myself and someone went to see them, uh, him, and he almost hung himself. Come, messed up. And then, years later, I get a call from her, and she's now helping other people. She's now safe. She's now doing well. She's now strong in the Lord and helping other people on drugs and different things. And I said, wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. So, such people, there are many of such people. Many of such people who are out there, when we witness to them and they give their lives to Christ, it would be a blessing. Imagine the one who gave the altar call and Billy Graham gave his life to Christ. All the souls 
that Billy Graham won, there will be a share. When he's getting his reward, yes, because of you, Billy Graham gave his life to Christ. Now, all these souls that Billy Graham had, you are going to be blessed because of that. So I, I, I'm always excited when my converts and people who uh, have pastored are soaring spiritually, are doing well spiritually. Why should I? I, I would rather promote them. I'll be pushing them to do well. And they all know, all those who in the past, push them, continue, do well, do well. When they do well, it's going to help me. It's going to help them. It's going to help the kingdom of God. If everyone does their part, it will be beautiful. Hallelujah. I pray that in the future there will be many evangelists, many pastors, many people that will come out of what we are doing. Many people. There will be Catherine Coomans. Put your hands together for the Lord. There will be great heroes of faith. Hallelujah. So these are the works of the flesh. And then next time we will continue on the fruit, the inward fruits. Love summarizes all of it, the inward fruits. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. So we will continue, God willing. Shall we stand to our feet? The fruits of the Holy Spirit. The inward fruits and outward fruits. Outward fruits of service. Outward fruits of doing the will of God and serving God inward fruits of love of joy of peace of meekness of gentleness of faithfulness oh yes of gentleness of faithfulness of meekness of peace of long suffering of goodness of self-control oh yes Jesus the fruits, the fruit of love, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is all love. Everything about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, when you add everything up, it is demonstrating love. It is demonstrating love. Love for God, love for each other. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that demonstrates love for God, love for each other. When we die and we meet God or Christ comes and we are facing God, we are not going to be judged based on what we've done if love is not connected to it. Pure love. Love in action. Love according to God. That is what will count. That is what will hold. Oh, Jesus. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be you work through
watching and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want Jesus Christ to save you repeat after me Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you if you've given your life to Jesus. Amen. You may take our seats. Offering time is blessing time. If you have your offering, you can raise your hand. Let's pray, share with a prayer. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name, amen. His grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, His grace is sufficient for me. Bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all, those watching online. I want to say God bless you. May God keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace. May he bless you. May he bless us with all the spiritual blessings that there is because they have been provided for in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom.